Therapy Chat Podcast, Episode 81. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. And it's been a while since I've done an episode where I wasn't interviewing anybody. I think I did one in November or December, but this is April. I still have tons of interviews ahead to share with you. But I wanted to add in this episode to talk just by myself. In episode 79, I talked with Dr. Gabor Mate. That was a really, I thought, a really fascinating discussion that we had about the effects of traumatic stress during any stage of development, including even in utero, on our childhood and adult physical, emotional, and mental health. So in that interview, we talked about trauma and I wanted to go into it a little bit more. We defined what trauma was in that interview, and I find that there's a lot of confusion on people's parts. I find that many people are confused about really what trauma is. So I wrote a blog post about it, but not everybody reads the blog. Some people like to get their information from the podcast. So I thought I'd share it here too. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Therapist, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. So it's this idea of trauma may not be what you think. So when you hear the word trauma, typically most people consider that experiences that can be traumatic would include things like a plane crash, a house fire, being in a major car accident, maybe serving in the military and participating in combat, living in a war zone. 
And it's true that all of those things can cause someone to experience trauma symptoms, but there are many other traumatic experiences which are really much more common in the general population, and we don't always recognize them as being traumatic. I've talked to many people who have survived house fires or military combat, and even then, most often when I describe that these experiences, which pretty much most people would agree, are considered to be experiences fitting the definition of trauma. And when I mention to people, you know, is it possible that you could have experienced trauma after your house fire? The person sitting with me in the therapy space often says, well, I don't really think of it as traumatic. I mean, so many people have been through so much worse. And that is a very interesting statement to me because I hear it a lot and I'll explain more about that in a minute. So going back to my first point that there are many traumatic experiences which are more common to most of us than plane crashes and military combat, I want to kind of just ask you to consider whether any of these things have ever happened to you. Have you ever lost someone who was dear to you? Have you ever witnessed violence and felt helpless to do anything about it? Think about your family, maybe during childhood, at school. Have you ever experienced any unwanted sexual touching, being hit or hurt as punishment, feeling unsafe in your home, feeling unsafe outside of your home in your community, being afraid that one of your family members would physically hurt you, being bullied in your family, at school, or in your community? Some other types of trauma that we don't always think of as experiences that could be traumatic may be more common. So, for example, when it comes to sexual violence, and I define that as any unwanted touching of your sexual body parts or any touching of your private areas that you felt powerless to stop, it's so much more common than most people realize. For example, one out of five women has experienced some kind of unwanted sexual touching. So look around. If you're a woman and there are four women nearby, one of you has probably experienced unwanted sexual touching. Most of us don't even identify many of these experiences as sexual assault because they happen so often to us and people that we know that we think it's normal. But thinking it's normal doesn't mean you're unaffected by such experiences. So I've talked a lot about childhood sexual abuse and sexual assault at any age on my podcast, including last year during April, which is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And here we are in April again. So of course, although I talk about sexual assault pretty much every month, I'm going to mention it now. And while we're speaking about gender-based violence, intimate partner violence is another common cause of trauma. Children who witness domestic violence in their homes often become adults who are in abusive relationships. That may mean that they are the person who's being abused, or they may be the person doing the abuse. And I'm defining intimate partner violence as pushing and shoving, uh, the larger, stronger, or more aggressive partner using the threat of violence to intimidate and control the smaller or less aggressive partner. It can also include controlling one partner's whereabouts, isolating them from their friends and other sources of support. Children often feel they need to intervene to protect one parent when there's domestic violence in the home, and children can get hurt this way, not just physically, but it's certainly very emotionally harmful for them. When children feel responsible for protecting adults, they're doing so to help themselves feel safe. And if the adults aren't safe, the kids aren't safe. 
Physical violence is another confusing experience which we often struggle to characterize as being traumatic. There are many ways children can experience physical violence in in childhood under the umbrella of punishment. I know several people in my personal life who were hit by their parents with wooden spoons, hairbrushes, belts, brooms, and they laughingly tell of running away from their parents or putting a book in their pants to avoid the pain. And if you ask any of these people, was that a traumatic experience? They will likely laugh and say, I deserved it. I was a mischievous kid. I was always acting up. My mom had to do that to keep me under control. But children depend on their parents for love and protection. It's a very confusing message that the person you trust to keep you safe also hits you and hurts you to teach you to behave properly. That was common in the 1960s and before, but we now know hitting children does not make them behave better. In fact, it often increases undesired behavior. It's hard to admit to ourselves that our parent did something that harmed us. And since a child depends on their parent being benevolent in order to feel safe in the world, the child tells him or herself that they're the bad one. In reality, parents who used physical punishment often believed they were doing what was right, and certainly what was done to them in most cases. Even so, I've heard far too many stories of the parent hitting the child with an object until the object broke, or using a wooden spoon of just the right size and shape to hurt the most to deny that sometimes the parent's anger was running the show in those situations. Another common but often overlooked experience which causes trauma is called childhood emotional neglect. This term, which was coined by Dr. Janice Webb, refers to experiences in childhood of not having your emotional needs met by the adults who took care of you. It could be because your parent grew up with their own emotional needs unmet, so they didn't know how to meet yours. It could be because they were depressed or affected by substance abuse, or chronically ill, or taking care of a family member who was chronically ill, or they may have been physically absent for a variety of reasons. I talked with Janice Webb about childhood emotional neglect, and you can listen to that interview. I thought it was really good, and I've actually gotten a lot of great feedback about it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Childhood emotional neglect is a type of attachment trauma. It affects the brain as a trauma and it changes the development process in the brain. So this is what Dr. Gabor Mate was talking about. So those are some examples of things that may have happened that you might not think were traumatic, but if you are having a really rough time and you've kind of been depressed or unhappy most of your life, it might have something to do with those experiences if you've been through them. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how trauma makes us feel. If you've listened to this podcast before, you probably know that I specialize in working with people who've experienced trauma in childhood, particularly emotional neglect, sexual assault, witnessing domestic violence, or physical abuse. I mentioned earlier that it's interesting that people who've lived through house fires or military combat often say, I don't think of it as traumatic because so many other people have been through so much worse. Well, guess what? My clients who have been physically, emotionally, and sexually abused say the same thing. Another thing they often say is, it wasn't that bad because I had a roof over my head. I never went hungry. I always had clean clothes to wear. And it's great that your basic needs were met, but emotional needs are important too. Trauma makes you think that what you went through isn't that bad. But there's a part of you that knows that it was very hurtful. 
And that part might be an inner voice that says, you deserve the abuse because you were a bad kid. Now I'm going to respond to that as adult me. There's nothing you could have done as a child that warrants you being kicked, slapped, punched, whipped, hit with a hairbrush, forced to participate in sexual activity before you were old enough to understand what was happening, being called stupid, told you were worthless, beaten with a broom, whatever it was, children are small and powerless. The adults in their lives should not hurt them. And that voice inside that tells you your pain isn't real or isn't worthy of being addressed, or maybe even that you're too screwed up to be helped is not accurate. So as you're listening to this, you may be thinking, wow, I have experienced trauma and I think it may have affected me. So what do you do? Well, it's really important to find a therapist who understands the effects of trauma on child development and has specialized training in trauma recovery. There are many therapists out there who don't have in-depth training about trauma and may not understand the effects or how to help people heal from it. And it's really important to find someone who does. And I'm not judging, you know, we all have learned from different perspectives. And I'm even finding out that people who graduated from grad school, even in the past couple of years, are not learning about trauma in school. So some programs do cover it and some don't. But it doesn't matter if you didn't learn about it in school. It's never too late. There are many ways to learn more about helping people who've experienced trauma. And if you want to know what they are, get in touch with me. I'll be happy to recommend and talk with you about programs that you can get more training and skill in working with survivors of trauma. I'm a board approved clinical supervisor in the state of Maryland, and I offer clinical consultation for anyone around the world who wants to talk about their work with trauma survivors. I love doing that work. And I'm also starting some groups for therapists, including an LGSW supervision group for Maryland, postgraduate social workers, and a Daring Way group for therapists, a weekly group in person in Maryland. And if there's interest, I may start a Daring Way group online for therapists as well. So get in touch with me if you're interested in finding out more of any of those things. And if you are someone who's experienced trauma and you want help, the first step is understanding that your trauma is real. It matters and you can feel better. You actually can feel better than you may have ever believed was possible. The hard part is trusting a therapist to help you. And I know there are many caring and skilled trauma therapists out there who want to help. In fact, I'm getting to know many of them across the country through my new Facebook group. And, you know, I'm happy to send referrals to them. So anyone who contacts me looking for a trauma therapist, I'll be happy to share names if that would be beneficial. You know, you can look on psychologytoday.com. It's a great way to find therapists and look for ones who say they specialize in trauma and PTSD. Or go on the ISSTD website and find a therapist who belongs to that organization. You can also look on the National Child Traumatic Stress Network website. I'll have links to all of these in the show notes. The Sensory Motor Psychotherapy Institute. 
EMDR International Association, the Sidron Institute, Somatic Experiencing Institute, and RAIN.org, R-A-I-N-N.org, will have a list of crisis centers for survivors of sexual violence. So particular care directed towards that type of trauma. And you can get in touch with me through my website, therapychatpodcast.com. You'll see how to email me through there and I'll be happy to help if I can. You know, if you're in Maryland, I would love to work with you. And if you're not in Maryland, I'm certainly happy to try to help you connect with someone who would be a good fit. So I hope this information has been helpful to you. This is not a substitute for therapy, but this is information about what trauma can be and how it makes people feel. And in my next discussion about this, I'm going to talk about when your partner doesn't understand your trauma, another big issue that I see frequently in my practice. So until next time, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Laura Reagan, host of Therapy Chat, and I'm a trauma therapist in private practice outside of Baltimore. I specialize in helping clients with complex trauma related to childhood abuse or loss or attachment trauma during childhood. And I also specialize in helping survivors of sexual assault and childhood sexual abuse. So this is not easy work and it can be very isolating, which is why I created two online communities for trauma therapists. Trauma Therapists Unite is a Facebook group that is secret and only for licensed clinicians. And the idea of Trauma Therapists Unite is a community and space for support and sharing resources getting connected with other trauma therapists and building your own network of people who support you, whether they're local to your area or not. I've made some great friendships online with other therapists through Facebook, but not all of them are trauma therapists. So I think there's a need for a space where trauma therapists can gather. And then when you want to do clinical consultation, since we can't do that in a Facebook group, You can say, hey, is anybody available at five o'clock to talk on the phone about a tough case I had? Or, hey, I'm available and I would love to support anyone who's seeking consultation today. Or, hey, you're in my area. Let's meet for coffee and brainstorm about our work and share support and connection. So... Trauma Therapists Unite is a free Facebook group for that purpose. It is not for clinical consultation because we cannot share client information in a Facebook group. We all know that. But because of the isolating nature of trauma work, especially when you're in private practice, but in agencies too, it can be very isolating because it's kind of the nature of trauma work. So with that isolating nature in mind, I created Trauma Therapists Unite for us to gather, support one another, and share resources, and I hope you will join us. There is a process to join the group that includes providing information about your credentials, and all of that information is in the group, so when you request to join, you'll see the rules. 
the other resource that I wanted to tell you about is a paid membership community, the trauma therapist community, which includes online clinical consultation off Facebook using a secure platform of video sessions once a month and more if desired. And groups are also available in person. So check my website, lauraregan.lcswc.com slash join for all the information about the trauma therapist community. Thanks so much for your support. Hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.